Okay, everybody, please roll a d20 to let me know what happened last time. Yeah, d's nuts. God. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. Five. I got a five. I got a 15. 14. I got a 17. Oh, damn. <laughs> back in the saddle. It was a, brief, uh, it was a brief retreat. I tried to get out, but they pulled me back in. You just can't escape. All right. So, uh, previously on Dice Populi, we talked. Then, then we looked at the crystal bound, which had like a lot of big crystals in it. We were like, huh, what if we activated all the crystals like this picture says? I believe we activated this crystal or then we ended up in the realm between timelines and uh, Maeve's wild magic went off in a big way and she like not exploded, but teleported into the astral plane and then we were all like uh well what do we do now well we see that one crystal has yanis in it another crystal has uh fenwick in it and the so we're like okay we need to activate the last crystal and somehow get morocco in it Hmm? Morocco? 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 Do you mean Masak? Masak, yes. Oh, yeah. I was like, how are we going to fit a whole country in I here? I was so fucking lost for a second. I, I appreciate not knowing the name and taking a big swing. That was great. We got to get Masak in it. So we go to the rainy timeline. Maeve, she uh, finds a way to get to the rainy timeline. So there we are. Rainy timeline. Call, Lock, Jetta, you have just stepped into the rainy center town square as folks run to try to get out from under the deluge. And unexpectedly, Maeve, who disappeared from in front of you minutes ago, is whipped in front of you by Danbury, being dragged chaotically up towards the Mage Lord Keep. What do you do? Well, may us follow? To the Mage Lord Keep. We gotta double time it. Maeve is not riding the horse so much as she is being dragged behind it. Not against the ground, sort of dangling off the side. Maeve is literally screaming. Ah! Hi, guys! <laughs> I'll see you at the keep! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Maeve is in immediate physical danger. Okay, well, uh, does anybody have a way to stop this horse? Not really. I'm just going to the keep. Okay. Uh... Lock, roll perception for me. Uh, that's bad. Uh, 13. Every time that you have landed in this timeline, you've been in some sort of shouting match with the stable boy across the street. So your eyes naturally glance in that direction as you're looking for a way to solve the situation. You see that this man is so distracted by the buckets full of money that he's not looking at the horses. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna go steal a horse then. You don't need to roll a damn thing for this. This guy is stoked that all his fortunes have been turned around or so he thinks. You grab the nearest horse, you mount it, and I would like you to roll animal handling for me. I'll give you advantage on it because you've definitely done this kind of shit before. That's a 12. You get on the horse, and though you know how to control a horse, it is not super cooperative, so it takes you a second to get it actually moving. Call and Jetta, you see Locke going to steal this horse, and you see Maeve now quite far away from you being whipped away by this horse that she cannot control. Uh, what are the t- I steal a horse. You also Okay, so you run after Locke and go to steal a second horse. Cults, what yes. do you do? I'm just going to fly. <laughs> I love that. Well, I have to put my, I have to sully my hands with a horse. I'll still outmatch you guys in speed with just flying. Yeah, but we outmatch you in style. Horses are stylish. Man. You think horses are more stylish than actual wingless flight? Yes. Well, if you want to continue to be wrong in this world, I'll allow you to do that. And as I like, <laughs> fucking plebs. As I, I get to be a cowboy, you get to be a flying hobo. All right. I get. You get to be, <laughs> cow- you get to be a cowboy. I get to be fucking Superman. Are you insane? I'm gonna su- I'm gonna double fist it because you said that. I'm gonna have both fists forward as I fly now. <laughs> Chowder roll animal handling. Fifteen. Fifteen. Just as Locke gets his horse under control. Jetta, you jump on another horse and the two of you bolt off at about the exact same time, despite Locke having the lead. You begin to chase up the road and before you can even make it back to Cult, he has double fist launched himself straight into the air like the Man of Steel. And the three of you take off after Maeve at maximum speed. Uh, flight speed is what? 60 feet per 60 second for you, Cult? 60 feet per second. I will, be, I will be using my action and movement to double it. What, how, what horse speed? Horse what speed is horse also speed. is also sixty feet. So oh, the dang. three of you take off after uh, Dan Barry and Maeve, 
at roughly the same speed and in the same direction. Cult, you are so superior to horses that when you realize <laughs> that they have matched pace with you, you commit all of your energy and all of your magical skill to dashing and <laughs> and thrust ahead of them just enough that you're clearly in the lead. Yeah, you break out sure of photo there. finish territory and establish a vertical dominance over both of them. <laughs> so it's all I ever I mean, I'm not I'm not making honest. the horse sprint. I'm just making a trot, you know, like you don't oh, want to well, then you're, then, you're then you're clearly behind. Never mind. <laughs> I thought we were racing after uh, Maven. Well, you're, de you're definitely ahead of Locke. Locke is, is hurrying after Maeve, and you're clearly ahead. Maeve, you're being whipped around off the side of a horse, and you see behind you, Cult double-fisting it through the air, Locke riding this horse as efficiently as he can, and Jetta in a lazy, casual trot through the rain. Do you take any actions uh, to uh, address the situation you're in? You know, I'm just kind of hanging here, guys. This is, uh, could it be better? It could be worse, but you know, I okay. kind of deserve this after. Ah. For each six seconds that you are hanging on to the reins of this horse, I would like you to make a strength saving throw. Oh, fuck you. That is a uh, 19 plus zero. <laughs> you... You hang on like the Dickens and slowly try to regain some sort of control or mounting. I'll say that you like hook your foot in one of the stirrups. So you're less being like flapped along the side of the horse and more riding like a little sidecar demon, uh, okay. just scooting up toward the Mage Lord Keep. The, the, the folks behind you, Colton Locke, you notice that she's stabilized, but the, hor is sort of, the horse is sort of lilting to the side a bit now as she uh, pulls one direction with the stirrups and the reins. I'm still just trying to get there because you're actually riding effectively you guys are gaining ground uh if if nothing else if nobody takes any action though danbury is going to veer off the side of the road and instead of ascending the mage lord keep dead ahead sort of pulls down heading toward the middle of the town square uh without intervention danbury is going to take you through some fences and some houses and maybe even some food carts bread <laughs> I don't think I have anything to inter to intervene besides just getting there faster. So. I mean, you'll get there eventually. It'll just yeah, yeah, steer into that's the what town. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't do anything to stop it right now. So, Maeve, you see the horse after you've stabilized yourself is now pulling toward the left, away from the Mage Lord Keep. Do you change anything? Nah, I think I'm. I've kind of. I'm just going with it. Maeve has succumbed to the chaos of her decisions. Yeah. All right, Colt, you see this happening from above. Do you take any different actions? I'm still double fisting it. You know, I'm okay. Just, I'm just going to stand their fists up. <laughs> <laughs> just cruising. Oh, no. So I'll, uh, I'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll observe what's happening here. I'm curious. Yeah, it's, it seems like since she's righted herself, there's a little less urgency. Speaking of lack of urgency, Jedi, you're bringing up the pack. Uh, you see, what do you do? I'll just... Uh... I guess I gotta follow the crowd, man. Do you speed up or are you still in a lazy trot? I speed up. Okay. You whip the reins against your horse unenthusiastically, hey and get this thing moving a bit faster. Just in time to hear the crashing of Danbury busting through the the fences of many nearby domiciles. Jetta, please make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I say Jetta? I meant to say Maeve. I apologize. <laughs> that is a... Seven plus four, 11. As soon as Danbury makes it into the first set of fences, you are flung to the ground. You take four damage as you are bruised and scuffed by the debris in Danbury's path. Now that he has shaken you off, he stops and turns around in place, stomps his hooves on the ground, and, and whinnies a little bit. And within seconds, Colt and Locke arrive behind you and Jetta several seconds after that. Um, okay. So in hindsight, I definitely deserve this, but also... <laughs> Ow! So, Maeve, you were not present for any of the conversation in the town where they discussed what was going on with the crystals. Likewise, none of you ran into the wall inside the void to discover that uh, at least the midnight timeline is not accessible. The four of you stand here together, again, with the plan of finding this third crystal without a whole lot to go on. Maeve, you did just hear from Gask the Stable Boy, that there was some shit that went down with uh, the Mage Lords uh, several weeks ago, and you were heading to the keep, something that they gleaned from your shouts, but they don't know why. I like uh, extend a hand, like, oh, come on, get on. We, we can just ride. Okay, here we go. 
Danbury trots back over to the three of you, awaiting commands as Kalt hovers above everybody. I grab Danbury by the reins just to, like, lead him to wherever we go. Uh, okay, uh, so Mollusk, where where would we find him? The Keep, right? Is it still the Keep, right? Mollusk. Masak. It's like, just Jesus Christ. Musty Sock, yes, let's find him. Keep. <laughs> uh, Maeve, when Jetta asks if you'll find Masak at the Keep, you don't really know much about Masak, but you know that this is that the keep is where the mage lords go. Locke and Cult, you would know that Masak would probably be at the native encampment, not at the keep. Well, he would probably be at an encampment. Uh, I don't think he really gets along with the uh, mage lords. Oh, okay, then let's go there. We we might, if we find him, we might find the crystal fountain, and I don't know, maybe we mush his face against the crystal and we solve the issue. Maybe. Let's maybe not mush faces and start... Okay, okay, let's just activate it then, yeah. Yeah. Let's go! Let's go. I would like Call and Locke to roll history to see if they remember how to get to the native encampment, because I think you only went there once. Unnatural 20. Uh, yeah, I got less than that. I got like a 17. Does anybody object to Jetta's plan? Nar. Nar. Locke, the native camp sits uh, sort of up several hills a few hours away, sort of in the opposite direction of the caves you visited. So on horseback, it would be a couple hours of riding to get there. I guess geographically, technically, it could also be reached by boat, which might be faster, but probably not much. Uh, if, but then you'd have to get to the docks first too. So you're trying to reconcile all these different like vague directions you have in your head. You know where to go, but uh, it's either trot around in the rain a few hours, see if there's a boat you can get on, potentially use the timelines to get out of the rain, but, I mean, that's what you're dealing with. It's just gonna be a little wet and uncomfortable. I mean, I guess it's Pat's call, but I say we'd be wet and uncomfortable and just get there. Why is why am I the only one who gets to make the call? You're the one that, that knows the way there, so you're kind of the one calling the shots. I would rather get there ASAP instead of lollygagging. You begin to make your way back onto the main road away from the mage lord keep and danbury is in tow behind jetta and mave do the three of you keep danbury with you do you leave danbury behind and return him to the stable some third option what do you do oh no i'm just gonna lead danbury along with us and so the several hours begin you make your way through the town and the paved, more kempt paths fade away behind you and you venture onto more vague footpaths that have just been worn into the ground over time. The rain persists as it has the entire time. The light above the clouds barely peeking through does not move as the strange looping nature of these timelines keeps you in sort of a static, wet journey. On the way there, is there anything you guys would like to share about your discoveries? Anything that you want to talk about in the meantime? Um, well, I turned into a plant. Well, that's quite interesting. How did that happen? Uh, just like everything else. I, I don't really know. It just kind of happened. Oh, I mean, what was it like? Um, dark, I guess. Because, you know, not having eyes. I didn't turn into a potato, I guess. I, I was thinking it was like a flower or something. Interesting. I wonder if that means all plants are also alive, just in a in a. In a there was a there was something else though that was kind of cool. Oh, what was so that? like when I was in like the the weird reality world thing when I got poofed away, I didn't try to go to the, this world first. Like with the rain, I went to uh, the the dark place, but it was like blocked. Interesting. Perhaps by messing with these fountains, we are. We are clipping these timelines, or at least freezing them in place. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was just funny. You're smarter than I am. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Locke, you're leading the pack as they all chat behind you. You know that the midnight timeline is uh, the first in which you activated a crystal. So this sort of tickles your brain a little bit as you go. You're you're actively listening, even if you're not chatting, mm -hmm. uh, trying to keep everybody on the path. Um, something I do want to revisit, though, and and the the frightened status doesn't take effect now. 
you have enough time to sit with your thoughts and think back on the panic and the fear that you felt when you were alone in the caves mm -hmm. uh, before activating the fountain. This is a moment of introspection that I think is going to unfurl a game mechanic, which is you, despite your disagreements with these folks and the fact that you don't always want to engage with them, to be alone and frightened as you were before is a persistent fear. And I can tell you that from here on out throughout the game, if you find yourself alone, I will consider Locke to be frightened and have that condition. Oh. Over this ride is a time where you can sort of, this is the first time that you've been able to settle since that experience and really realize that regardless of what these people mean to you, being alone is worse. Mm -hmm. Jetta, I'm, I'm just kind of curious. I almost want to just like straight up ask. This is quite a crazy adventure coming from the, you know, the elven version of Nar Ennial, seeing this unfolding world, seeing the multiple timelines, and still not really finding many clues about your alternate self. The adventure here, while an interesting puzzle that you have been engaging with and trying to solve, uh, Jetta, you haven't really gotten a lot of traction on your personal journey here. And you don't have to share this with the characters, but I kind of want to check in as your thoughts turn inward, as Maeve is hanging onto you from behind and riding the horse with you, Dan Barry in tow, your mind is wandering and, and whether you share it or not, this is a time for Jetta to start reflecting on why she's in this party and what her ultimate goals are. Once you're out of this time nonsense, what does that mean for you? If that, if these thoughts compel you to speak, please let it lead to roleplay. But I, I'd say that this, these thoughts would be intrusive, if, even if you don't summon them yourself. Yeah, no, she's definitely thinking, but she's not gonna like say anything to anyone else. Just she's thinking. I have not really made a lot of progress in any of my goals, helping, helping Naranyal, dealing with uh, the the mage lords, or even just finding. Uh, Enkido or my alternate self. So I don't know. I'm starting to de debate whether I should just head back, see if I can't help back in Nar and y'all. Is this internal monologue? Is this like you're keeping this to yourself? Yeah, internal monologue, keeping this to myself. Just. Okay. Maeve, you have had many instances where you can reflect on the absurdity of your magical abilities, the unpredictability of them, and the negative impact that they have on you. Though it wasn't a purely positive effect, I think that appearing in the void was the f maybe the first time that a wild magic surge has had any utility for you. And I don't know if that changes your relationship with these powers at all, but that's the first time that's happened in this whole campaign. Every time it's either been a distraction or an actual negative. Or comedic relief. Or comedic relief, exactly. <laughs> but th this is the first time that you lost control and it seemed to, if not benefit, at least give you some options that you didn't have before. Colt, you're having a fucking badass time over here, man. This is a fucking sick-ass interdimensional time hoppy puzzle that tickles all the corners of your arcane brain. I mean, oh, yeah. I I can't imagine Cult doing anything besides just having, like, buckets of fun here. Yeah, shit's a blast. I mean, you are you still flying above everyone else? Fly la flight lasts, what, an hour? It does last an hour, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ring every single minute of it I can, double fisting, yeah. just kind of, like, doing that thing. I have to ask, when you say double fist, you mean, like, Superman, right? Yes. Yeah. Ex he okay. did explicitly state <laughs> Superman earlier. How okay. else yeah. would I be <laughs> double fisting while flying? Yeah, well, how else I've got two beers Edward flighty hands <laughs> so you guys are all sort of having your having your own little quiet moments walking down the rainy pathway the strange thing for you down on the horses though is that there are bits of relief from the rain as Colt's robes act as an umbrella as he floats over you for like a second at a time but about an hour into the trip that stops as Colt's spell dissipates and he slowly floats down. I'd like to ask, do you try to land on the ground? Do you try to land on Danbury? What do you do? Is everybody like going, I can't remember. Are we going at a trot or are we going full speed? Like I imagine sort of like a fast it was trot. 
Yeah, it was a brisk pace, but not yeah, like not, sprinting. Not, yeah, you're not like galloping. You are, but you're you're cruising. Okay, I would aim for Danbury. Or oh, coming in, land, coming in for landing. Uh, spells running out. Or right, uh, uh, scoot, <laughs> scoot, 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 scoot. <laughs> Jedi, <laughs> Jedi, how do you react to call uh, insisting you scoot the horse? Uh, I let him get on Danbury, and I'm just like, oh well, look who's taking the better way now, huh? <laughs> Cult is just gonna stare like menacingly for a minute and just ignore. (laughs) Eventually, you reach the entrance of the camp that you would recognize as a parting in the woods. You slowly enter on your three horses and see the um, see the series of tents, cabins, various houses and structures of, of varying types of composition that litter this sort of pasture uh, that eventually rolls down into a cliff overlooking the sea, sort of the edge of Arianor, the northeastern edge of the island. Um, because it is raining, it's not very busy out here. The paths and everything between the houses are muddy. There is a single longhouse that seems to be like, you know, a central meeting hall, uh, just given the size of it compared to everything else, but this is not really a commercial town in the way that the central village of Arianor is. So with no signposts, with no obvious shops, and no people about, it's just sort of a scattering of houses with nobody walking around. What do you do? And no, fa- we don't see any fountains, right? There are no visible fountains. Maybe they put fountains inside longhouses? I don't know, man. Let's get in that longhouse. What time of day is it? As far as you can tell, it's midday. The sun is blocked by the clouds, but it is clearly daytime overcast, is how I would describe it, aside from the rain. I'm just going to start shouting out, Masak! Masak, where are you? You hear rustling inside of the various tents in response to your call as you make your way to the longhouse. I'm just going to keep shouting until I find him or somebody tells me where he is. You start to see heads through the, the the opening doors, tent flaps, windows, depending on the house, depending on the person. You start to see people peeking out of their houses at you. All you're getting is stares before they close whatever door or window they are looking out of and uh, try to ignore you, uh, clearly not wanting to engage with you as you stroll through the, through the encampment. It's quiet, too quiet. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on here either, man. I mean, you guys have been here, right? Like, what happened before? We were not ignored before. Yeah, last time you were here, you spoke with Masak and built an alliance to attack the Mage Lords before eventually undergoing another loop of that incident. So this cold reception is unexpected, to say the least. Uh, But you're still making your way down the main paths, and you eventually do reach the Longhouse. There are posts to which you can tie up the horses, uh, if you so choose. Uh, otherwise, it is just, you can double back into the town, investigate the longhouse, or take a look at some of the pastures rolling down to the cliffs. That's where you are. Yeah, I tie the horse to the post and then go in the longhouse. Does everybody else follow suit? Yeah. Disembark. You all dismount your horses, tie them up, and walk up to the longhouse doors, attempting to open them. These are very tall, very broad, very ornate wooden doors, and the handles on them seem very inviting until you pull on them, and the massive wooden doors are uh, locked or barred from the other side. Lame. Now what? I guess I'll head down the paths toward, I think you said the pastures or something like that? Yeah, there's like an open pasture leading off to the cliffside. Uh, so, Locke, you begin to walk down that way. The other three standing by the door, Jetta pulling on the handle, shouting, Lame! Now what? And at that response, Locke, as you step away, you, there is a uh, a sound of commotion inside, responding to Jetta yelling and pulling at the doors. After a few moments of stirring, uh, a voice does call back, Who are you? State your business! Hi, I'm Maeve. Um... I'm not from the town, but we definitely came from the town, if you know what I mean. The commotion is still audible inside, as if there are, like, a handful of people chatting and moving around, but you can't distinguish anything beyond that. Um, we're looking for, um, Masak? The commotion grows a little louder. Locke, are you still proceeding, or are you stopping now that there's a response? I guess I'll turn around now that I hear them talking. And 
At the mention of Masak, the commotion escalates in volume. You hear a bar lift from behind the door, and it slowly swings open. In front of you is a woman standing uh, in sort of similar garb to everybody else in the town, adorned with a few different things that seem specific to the culture of the natives, uh, identifying her as somebody in a position of authority. That perception is reinforced by the number of people standing next to her with spears and staves, much like the one Masak gave to Bait on the previous visit. They do not look welcoming or friendly. The woman steps forward and says, Why do you ask for the whereabouts of Masak? Um, because the world is in danger and only he can save it. Nice. <laughs> she snorts and looks between the four of you. Uh, icy stare. Uh, I'm actually going to have, can each of you roll wisdom saves? Could I argue for charisma instead? For Maeve's case. Yeah. Okay. It's a 18 total there. Okay. Six. Okay. Um, That's a seven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For just a, a regular check, it's a 10. For a saving throw, it is a 15. Okay. So all of you feel a sense of domineering from this person, and the intimidation that she is trying to put off is succeeding, with one exception. Call, you're just having a blast. This is a fun ass time, and this is a this is a weird, creepy lady trying to big dog everyone in the room, and it doesn't really phase you the way everyone else does. It's not even that. I'm just not paying attention. Cult is just not paying attention. Like his back is turned to the front of the door as he's just like looking around. So after speaking with Maeve, this person stares everyone down, and none of you can like maintain her icy glare until Cult whips around and looks her dead in the face, totally oblivious to the sense of superiority she's trying to convey. So yeah, we're here for Musak. He's a good friend. He gave uh, another friend of ours his, his flamey staff. She does respond to that with her eyes, and the folks behind her respond. Well, thank you for these eyes. <laughs> no, she, she responds by like squinting at you, keying into what you're saying, but not verbally acknowledging. It's as like the, the folks birch staff or something like every that. Every time that you mention Masak, the, the people behind her seem to like stiffen in their posture, like almost readying for any sort of confrontation. Okay, I'm gonna take like a pebble and like, not, not like throw it, but like, you know, just kind of like what? toss it toss it at her, like. What are you Please doing? Please factor this in that you have been intimidated by this person. Well, this is, this is what Chowder does when he's intimidated. He picks up a rock and tosses it <laughs> at the person. <laughs> like I, I compensate for fear by just trying to put on a, a tough guy act anyways. Hey, hey, are you gonna just keep staring or can you like talk? Regardless of intent, as soon as you start barking and throwing materials of any kind, a bolt of fire leaves the tip of one of the staffs and passes right by your ears, uh, almost as though it's a warning shot. Oh, fuck me. Bro, that was interesting. Like I said, uh, we're not here necessarily to cause any trouble. We're just looking for an old friend. She looks at you, looks at everyone else, looks back at you, and then says, So you were here during the previous incident, were you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cracked, cracked a lot yeah. of mage lord mm. skulls. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jerry over here used to be a mage lord. Jerry is on the boat. <laughs> you, call, you say Jerry, is it? You turn around and Jerry's not there. <laughs> Shit. Um, I have a friend. He's really cool. You'd probably like him. His name is Jerry. And he used to be a mage lord, but now he's a zombie. And my son. Uh, the, the, the woman in front of you says, so you say you cracked a lot of mage lord skulls. Funny. That's not really what we recall happening. We marched to the town. There seemed to be a sense of an amicable conclusion. And then you left. She's saying this because she did not experience the time loop in which you led them to war, but rather the final loop where Yanis, Bait, and Cult sort of brokered a truce before you sailed away back to the Liberty. So so what you're saying doesn't match her experience. Well, just because you didn't experience our experience, we cracked skulls in various places, and, you know, the guy that we killed was a mage lord. So, I mean, just because you didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It's rude very rude. Well, I can tell you what we did see, which was after you left, and after it seemed as though everything was going to be peaceful and quiet, the mage lords didn't really rest on their laurels, and instead 
tried to assert their power again. They weren't a big fan of the fact that we wanted to have another voice in local politics. So you could almost say that whatever skulls you cracked just came back down on us. And why would Masak want to see you again after that? Oh, I'm going to be honest here. Uh, <laughs> you're preaching to the choir. I wanted to murder all the mage lords to a man, but I was talked down by people, including Musak. So, if you could show me the way to Musak, I would be appreciative. Or at least like a fountain full of crystals. Would you? Would that happen to ring a bell? Kalt is actually starting to get irritated because this is exactly, he wanted to murder all of the mage lords and was talked down. For sure. Um... The Jetta, you say, or looking for a fountain full of crystals. Um, the attention turns to you. Can everybody make a perception? Yeah, that's an unnatural 20. Uh, I got a 10. That is 14. Four. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, upon asking about the fountain, the woman says, Masak is preparing our next moves against the mage lords. Perhaps you can sit back and enjoy the show and she gestures for her people to close the doors. As she does though, Locke, you caught in all of them a reaction to the mention of the fountain crystals and you know that information is being purposefully withheld. Interesting, okay. Uh, if you guys don't do anything or say anything, the doors are going to slam in your face. They are moving to dismiss you as fast as possible. Uh, wait a second. She, she stops and turns as the doors slowly begin to swing shut and looks at you, Locke. You're lying or not necessarily lying directly, but lying by omission. And what are you going to do about it? Well, Colt, you wanted to start blasting, so. Um. Let's see, a little quick, little quick, little looky here, some of my spells. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I could have modified her memory. Uh. <laughs> Does it work through doors? Uh, I think it's a per you have to be able to see him. Uh, you attempt to reshape another Can creature's I memory. Open the door. <laughs> yeah, you have to see. Um, Lock you as they slam the door. You walk up to it to open it again, and the bar slides back into position. I will punch a hole through the door. <laughs> punch a hole <laughs> and then lift up the bar. I would like you to um, roll damage against the wood door. It's. Uh, <laughs> do I just get my full attack? Uh, yeah, roll whatever attack you're gonna roll. It is a door, so you mm. hit it. But what this happens seems, next is up to you. I don't know if I want to start a conflict yet. I would also like to not. I do. Okay. Because maybe we can just find the crystal on our own because we're they smart. They disrespected me. They did. <laughs> and if we find crystal, I will let you set their town on fire before we use it. Oh. Um, are there windows in this place? Yes. Okay. Hey, um, Mr. Cole. Yeah. Actually, no, Mr. Locke. I th I think it'd be better if we do it if we do this. No, no offense, but um, you're better. You're better in people's faces, I think. Oakley, like, Oakley. Okay, can can you can you take my hand? I never sure. would have thought Oakley, Oakley, and better in people's faces would be <laughs> matching things. But sure, yeah. sure. Okay. okay. So, do do you take my? I do take your hand. Cool. I'm gonna dimension Doris inside. Sweet. Okay. You successfully do exactly that. Locke and Maeve disappear into the dimension door. Colt and Jetta, you're left standing outside the longhouse. What do you do? Yeah, so, druids, right? Yeah, druids. I'm not a druid. I, <laughs> no, I'm talking about the, the, the woman inside. They're druids, right? They're basically druids. Wait, they're druids? I mean, I'll, oh, let, wait, Matt, you... I'll, I'll let Matt answer that one. Uh, I didn't get that far. <laughs> uh, okay, so so call you assume they are druids and say this to Jetta. How do you react, Jetta? Uh, wait, they're druids. I mean, Musak was a druid, I believe. We huh. seem very nature, very crunchy, ranger maybe. I don't know. Mm. I get my get my stuff. Well, I'm gonna climb climb inside. Like I, I feel like I can climb and like get through in the window. You down to do some climbing or? I'm just gonna stand here. Okay, I'm gonna think fair about. Enough. I'm gonna think about some things. All right. Murder the, no, nothing. No one's gonna you, you, you know what? You do just do what you want, man. And uh, I enact what I just said I would do. Cool. Can you roll athletics with disadvantage for me? Dang it. It's rainy. When you say do what you want, Kalt cocks his head. <laughs> and his eyes get a little wide. <laughs> 
Nat one. Nat one. Uh, you tell Colt <laughs> to do what he wants, and you uh, grab onto the windowsill to hoist yourself up and climb the side of this building. Uh, but you immediately lose your grip, slip on the rainy windowsill, and bang your head on the window before falling into the shrubbery outside of it. You take two damage uh, from this blunder. And Colt, you hear the, the bang thud behind you as Jetta hits the ground. Uh, I was doing what you wanted to do. Oh, it's going terribly. Can I do what you want to do? Uh, let's burn this place down. Well, we'll... I'm going to wait on that because they just went inside, right? I'm assuming that's what they did. Okay, so Jetta encourages Colt to burn the place down, and in an unbelievable show of restraint, he does not. I'm so proud of you. My son. The dimension door opens up inside the building, and you see in front of you a group of people at a very long wooden table eating food. They are slurping soup out of the, out of a bunch slurping. of bowls. They are looking sort of somber and on edge as you appear behind them, and your appearance alerts them to stand up, grab their staves and spears, and point them at you again. And the woman says, how did you get in this building? What are you doing here? And one of the men with the spear says, they must be with the mage lords getting in like that. Hi, so no, but you obviously weren't truthful. So truthful when, who are you? you I'm Maeve. Maeve, who, why, are, why are you in our building? We're, they're uh, all pointing their shit at you. You see f sparks of fire emerge from some of the staves. We had, this conversation not a minute ago. That brings about absolutely no reaction in any of them. Okay. We were here previously. We had an issue with the Mage Lords. We resolved that issue with the Mage Lords. We left. We're back because there's a new problem that is threatening the entire world. So unless you want everybody you care about to disappear from existence, we need to see Masak. In the silence hanging in the air after you drop that bombshell, there is a squeak, a clang, and a thud as someone apparently has smacked into the window right behind you. Oh <laughs> and they all ignore you and look at the window and say they're trying to breach the building. We already breached it. We're here. Oh, that's kind of a good point. <laughs> the woman looks up and says, you can't expect to drop all that information on me at once and just have me go along with you. You broke into our home after what the mage lords did. There's no way we're going to trust anyone that does that again. Please leave before this gets ugly. It's going to get a whole lot uglier if we are not able to speak to Masak. We need to find out where a large amount of these pink crystals are so that we can activate the crystals and save the world, okay? So again, I would like to reiterate, if we don't do this, everybody here, everybody you love, everybody you've ever known will cease to exist. She stares you up and down, not quite as resolute, cracking under the apparent sincerity of what you're saying, but responds with, I don't know what crystals you're talking about. If this is another weapon of the Mage Lords, leave it out of our lives. We have enough problems with them as it is. Masak's whereabouts are frankly, none of your concern, no matter what you say. And she does not budge. All right, I'm going to uh, subtly cast uh, the suggestion spell. And I'm going to tell her, we need Masak to save the world. Tell us where he is, please. And I need her to make a wisdom saving throw. The save DC is 18 and it is not apparent I'm casting anything because it is subtle. You say these words and the woman, though she cracked a little bit under the questioning of Locke, seems to completely relax upon your prompting. And she says, well, Masak is not within the confines of the village. And one of the people behind her yells, Madam, you cannot. And then she like holds her hand up like, no, let Masak, he is working on a project that will help us in our insurgency against the mage lords. And all of the people behind her start reacting pretty violently as they all like reach out and like try to cover her mouth and keep her away from you. Like really trying to keep this information under wraps. So like they did not key into your spell at all, but they're doing whatever they can to keep her from talking. And 
she she doesn't really fight back. She's encouraged to respond to you. She's suggestible, but I mean, she's not going to start a conflict with her own men for them trying to stop her. Right. She's okay. just kind of like she's panicked. But you guys see this reaction and as like three of them basically like subsume her and pull her away, two more step forward and the ends of their staves ignite and they say, "Leave the building now." Um, Mr. Locke? Yeah. What do you want to do? These people are being unreasonable. I don't think there's anything else we can do. They want to let the world burn. They can let the world burn. And then I'll just leave. Uh, yeah. So you say that as you are walking out of the building, the door slams shut behind you once again, and the bar slots back in. Um, the three of you stand there as Jetta rubs her head and tries to, tries to re-examine the scalable wall in front of her. But the information you have just learned is that Masak's whereabouts are indeed very secret and working on a ritual that will allow them to usurp or confront the mage lords. Hmm. Where would be a good place to do a ritual? Perhaps you go visit the underground. What's the underground? We could do the underground. I find it hard to believe that they would keep the. It would be in the same place that it was in a different timeline, but. Well, I mean, what other places are there? What other fountains have we ever seen? The answer to that question uh, is that none of you were even aware that a third fountain existed until Maeve saw the sketches mm -hmm. in Yanis's study. Do, so is there, a, is there a context clue from possibly, like, is there a wall behind it? Is there a tree behind it? Like No, like I said, the illustration doesn't serve as a map really in any way so much as it does saying that the three fountains are related. So I guess this, just going off of what you guys have suggested in your conversations over this episode and the last, there is a third fountain. It is necessary to complete this. We also now know that Masaka is about to perform a ritual. So in terms of context clues, you do have all that information, but in terms of the physical location of the fountain in this timeline, that you don't know. Maybe it is nearby and Masak is right here. Maybe it's somewhere else on the island entirely. Maybe it's a place you've seen. You really don't have the geographical context. So you will either need more information or need to explore, expound upon what you've learned. There's more to find. Okay. Uh, well, I guess there's more to find. Locke, can you roll insight for me? Uh, do, 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 14 plus 115. Yeah, that beats it. Okay. Uh, I'll say that as you and Cult are exchanging ideas and you face the hostility of the people in there, you also just got a very, very quick reminder of how this fuzzy micro time loop works. And that at this point, they probably don't remember the interaction inside the building. Like they're probably not on alert after what you just experienced. Uh, okay. I guess we could try doing it all over again and being less aggressive this time, but that seems kind of stupid. Right. Do it again? Yeah, so... We, oh, right. They all repeat, don't they? They don't remember us right now. Or they don't know... They don't remember us from this iteration of us being here. What? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What if... Hold on. I block of familiars, right? I can, I can see and hear through my familiars. What if I just sent in a little crow or maybe a tiny little sparrow or a mouse, I don't know, and just eavesdrop. That could definitely work if it can find a way into the building. I guess we could distract them, <clears throat> have them open the door again, and then you get in there, yeah. Yeah, mouse, squirrel, what what would we go with? I, I would say, like, a mouse. Mouse is good, yeah. Yeah, all right. I cast flock of familiars and, like, get, like, three mice out. Cool. Are we going to go through the Angel Eyes Lose Luchi shit where they're all named and have personalities, or...? Yeah, let's do that, <laughs> sure. It's fun. <laughs> okay, cool. What are the names of these three mice? Stuart. <laughs> Jerry, okay. Stuart, and Ratatouille. Oh, did you my say, God. Did you say Gary? Jerry, Stuart, and Ratatouille. All right, so as you conjure these three mice in front of you and you say their names aloud... Cult hears the name Jerry being uttered about a conjured mouse and not his beloved son. Yeah, you see his eyes his eyes get really wide for a second, looks around, and he sees a mouse, and he's like, mm, turns around. Hashtag not my Jerry. You have the three mice in front of you, uh, eager to act on your command, 
as they all say, Mama, I'm ready to go do some spying for you. I can't wait to see what's inside the building. And for some reason, Ratatouille is really not jazzed. He's like, can I just like stay in your pocket? It's cold and wet. Nobody else hears this as Locke walks up to the door, bangs his fist on it to get their attention, and eventually the door opens up again. And as if on schedule, they all hold up their staves and spears and say, are you with the mage lords? If so, you're not welcome here. I quickly whispered Ratatouille, look, give, give me the information I need. There's cheese in it or peanut butter, whichever you want. All right, Mama, now I think you're speaking my language. You better have that motherfucking cheese. And the three mice uh, <laughs> scurry into the building. Locke, you have gotten the door open, but now they're still waiting for a reaction from you as they all hold weapons up to your face. Uh, nope, definitely not with the mage lords. Uh where you're looking for Masak. He's not here. And then they swing the door shut in your face. We know face. he's not here. Where's he doing his ritual? You... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody, like... Honestly, I think that's a good call. We can get him talking about it. You know, the mice yeah, no, will I, I, No, no, I agree, Matt. That's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> so before the door shuts... The, the woman turns around and stares daggers at you and then waves her hand up and then they swing the door back open. The ends of their staves all ignite and they say, who told you about the ritual? And they all start kind of looking at each other too and heads poke out of the houses behind them. Like there's a big burbling reaction. And from the point of view of the mice, there's just fire and commotion as they make their way throughout the house. Well, to be completely honest, you did, ma'am. We said no such thing. Who is? She's like trying not to yell at everyone in her presence, realizing anything she says could give away more information. Here's the thing. She, we, it's not your fault, but you know, the end of the world is coming. Masak's ritual might have something to do with it. So, you know, we want to save you and everyone else. You can either tell us now or, you know, we'll figure it out later. It's up to you. I don't think you understand the leverage here. How about you tell me how you know this? what the mage lords are looking for, and then we dispatch you. Well, we really don't know what the mage lords are looking for because we're not mage lords. She looks at the horses from the town. They know that you're from the town with the mage lords. I don't have time for this. Either leave or we're going to make you leave now. Oh, well, I wish you wouldn't, but uh, it's your loss, I guess. And I'm going to try to catch eyes with Jetta. This has given ample time for the mice to get out of eyesight of everybody inside the building and the door slams with such ferocity and the bar clicks into the place with a deep loud thud and the commotion inside seems to be as though they are mobilizing before you suspect time does its thing and it's back to the light commotion you remember from before you all shake off the tension standing outside the door Jetta, do you see through all three of your familiar's eyes at once? Do you have to focus? How do you how do you access that? Familiars summoned by the spell can telepathically communicate with you and share their visual or auditory senses. So okay. uh, I'm telepathically communicating with them, and like if the mice like see anything of or see or hear anything of interest, they will just they will initiate the sharing. Absolutely. Yeah. Lock your gambit has paid off. Maeve, you didn't get the additional information you were hoping for, but your agents are in. And everybody turns their attention to Jetta as she focuses on her connection with the various mice. And Jetta, what you're seeing through the eyes of Stuart is a series of quarters that these people seem to sleep in with, you know, various personal belongings, chests, bedspreads. Uh, through the eyes of Jerry, you see a singular large set of quarters with more stuff in it. Ratatouille, for some reason, maybe it's the cheese, I don't know, but he seems to be really invested in going to the kitchen and investigating the soup and the food preparation. But Jerry is the one that catches your eye because Jerry moves into the quarters that you would assume belong to whoever's in charge here and very similar to the study of Yanis, there are scrawlings scratched into the wall, etched onto scrolls, as clearly somebody else was planning something very similar to her. Jetta, you encourage Jerry to focus on these drawings, and you see a lot of the same nonsense that you saw on Yanis's stuff about the flow of time, about the uh, about the other factions at play, about trying to beat Yanis to the punch, beat the Mage Lords to the punch, get there first, figure it all out. Conspiratorial, end of the world stakes, 
commune with Lema, everything you've seen before. But you, your patience is eventually rewarded with an illustration of the fountain and its location deep, deep underground in a cave off the cliff over which you stand. Masak may or may not be there, but there is in fact a third fountain buried far below the native encampment. Got you, you son of a bitch. I turn to you there and go, okay, uh, off, off the cliff, in a cave, underground, we, we can find, we can find the fountain. Uh, they seem to be having a race with Yanis to find Lema. We probably want to get there quick, because shit's about oh. to go down. It's a race, and his cult just starts running towards the cliff. <laughs> Honestly, cult has the right idea. We really should get going. All right, I uh, communicate to the, uh, uh, the the three mice. All right, you've done your job. Get get back get back to me. I got I got rations. Yeah. I got okay, cheese. Okay, Mama, I'm coming. Oh, I can't wait to get back in that pocket. You better have my fucking cheese. Jesus and, Christ! And, what the hell? And Jetta sprints off after Cult, and the mice uh, moments later jump out through a high story window on the building on the longhouse and scurry after. Maeve and Locke, you are left to watch all your friends careen toward the inevitable confrontation with whatever this third fountain holds. What do the two of you do? Um, I assume we'd be making moves at the same time as everyone else. Very cool. Uh, This is where we're going to end the episode. Does anybody have a line they want to end it on? If not, that's fine. We'll find it in the edit. Get fucked, Lema! Why would that, that be what we're at? I don't know no, if that's no, it, but I like no, it. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm get, probably going to end it with Gotcha, you son of a bitch. And just do yeah, that. I like, that. I, like rearrange I, that. I, so I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like, I like that yeah. quite a bit. If you want me to say it again, I that's can good one. say it again real quick. Yes, please. I mean, yeah, go for it. Gotcha, you son of a bitch.